people, you know, Brother Martin, man, got saved. This was going back when we first uh, came in for a few months in. And just to see the changes in these young men, you know, Brother Dave, Martin, and even most of you guys here tonight, you know, God's doing a new thing. You know, it's a new season. I feel like God's doing something new. Amen. And it's going to continue to do it. There's going to be more new people coming in. Life's getting changed. You just got to come in, buckle up. It's going to be right. I'm telling you, God is going to take you places for the kingdom. All right. So tonight I want to share my story, uh, life in my shoes, what, you know, how I came to know Christ. Um, pretty much I grew up in PNG. I was born in Papua New Guinea. And so my life was uh, in the islands. And so I pretty much, uh, with my mom, uh, they, I was born in Port Moresby. This is like the capital city of Papua New Guinea. And in this little village called Hula. And so it's right in the corner of PNG, beautiful uh, little village. And what ended up happening is my mom actually ran away. My mom ran away with my dad. Uh, my dad ran away with me and my brothers and took a flight, another plane, and we flew across uh, to another city called Lay. And it was there where I pretty much spent my, you know, my livelihood there. I said, you know what, man, this is, this is it. And uh, growing up in PNG is full on. I, I'm, I remember coming to Australia. I'm thinking, my goodness, Australia is so blessed. Uh, you know, you come from other islands. It's like, man, Australia is so blessed. I remember flying over to Australia and we get off the plane. And the first thing I realized, no joke, was like the roads. I'm like, man, this place is like amazing. It's, there's lights in the road. I'm thinking, look at it. It turns off and you drive by. It's like, no, 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 there's reflectors in the road. <laughs> it's like, I thought, man, I thought this, this place was rich. But going back in PNG, I remember, you know what, in PNG thinking, man, I can't believe this is life in PNG. You know, we live with fear. I remember, you know, just times of just hearing people scream and just people getting broken into. And, uh, you know, here it is, life growing up in PNG. Uh, my, my, my mom and my brother, and that's where she met her uh, husband. Uh, this was an Australian man, and I was probably around two, three years old, and she remarried married this Australian man and whom I thought was my dad uh, you know being at a young age I was like oh this is my dad you know this is who he is this is my father and uh, you know grew up my mom had three other kids with uh, my Australian dad with my dad and uh, life went by grew up and here I see you know what I'm, I'm thinking what's happening you know I'm growing up and I'm not getting the love from my dad what's going on he likes these kids more and but I didn't realize I was like oh wow you know I thought we were all one family and, um, you know, I look back and I'm thinking, you know what, you know, we're not a perfect family. We weren't perfect kids, so it was really tough on my mom and dad. They partied a lot, drank a lot. Um, they fought a lot. And like every kid, I'm telling you, like every kid, you wish mom and dad wouldn't fight. But I remember just being in the house and mom and dad would fight every night. And I'm just, oh, man, I'm, I'm crying. Uh, I remember my little brothers, you know, were crying. Man, oh, man, we wish, you know, mom and dad would, you know, get along. And this would go on for years. There were moments when mom and dad would fight and mom would take me, my brothers and my, and my siblings and we'd just go to my grandma's house. And I remember going to my grandma's house. Oh man, from a house of rage to a house of hope. You know, she, she was playing, my grandma was singing, my, my uncle was playing the guitar, singing worship music. And I just, I felt this, uh, this peace. And I looked back, I was like, you know what, that's God. And it was that moment where, you know, the seed was being planted. I was like, man, that's true Christianity right there. I looked back. And he was praying over me and my brother. He was, you know, singing in songs, Christian songs. And I, I think back and I was like, you know what? Those were the moments. The seeds were sown into our lives. And, you know, sometimes we need to stop and think about that. You know, we need to think and thank the Lord. Because there's moments in your life 
where maybe someone, maybe your mom, or maybe it might have been an uncle who was praying for you, an uncle who was, you know what, just laying hands on you as a kid, saying, you know what, hey, one day I pray this young boy will grow up to be a Christian or a godly man. And so you know what, we, we think about that. Paul says, I planted, Apollos watered, and God brought the increase. And I'm standing here because of the seed that was sown back in PNG. I remember in PNG because uh, this is where everything sort of changed. This is where we began to move to Australia. Is we got broken into one, one day, and it was a massive riot that was happening in in the city. And uh, we had security guards. We had three guard dogs. And uh, man, I'm telling you, it was. I remember exactly the movie I was watching. I remember the time it was. These guys came rushing into the house, and these were all young men. We called them rascals. These were the thieves that came in. Broad daylight, the riot was going on over there. Tear gas was happening, and they came into our house and began to, like, you know, take things, try to steal TVs. But this one moment, I remember, they began to come rushing through, and they were like, money, stop where? Money, stop where? You know, where's the money? Where's the money? I remember they came in with this massive machete, and it's like right on my neck. Money, stop where? Money, stop. I was like, man, I, I have no idea. I'm, I'm a, you know, 11 years old at that time. I'm thinking, man, this is the time. We're probably going to die. I'm thinking, oh, you know what? This is it. All of us are going to get killed. I thank the Lord. You know, none of that happened. You know, my mom wasn't injured. Thank you, man, that, you know, all that was taken was uh, the rice cooker. They wanted to, you know, steal the rice. They wanted to steal the lunch, you know. My mom was in the kitchen cooking the chicken, you know. <laughs> yeah, chicken and rice, chicken and rice. And I remember, you know, there was rice. They, they, they took it out the hot pot and, you know, the, there's rice still on the, the stairs as they ran down. Obviously, it was too hot. <laughs> but I, I remember my dad coming home. They called the cops. Man, they tied up our security guards, our dogs. And then uh, my dad came back and they caught these men. And these, the policemen were like, bite them, man, hit them, hit them. Like giving my dad access to just hit them. This is, this is like life in PNG. You've got access. Just, just punch them. And I remember watching my dad full on kicking these guys. I'm like, whoa, man, guys, guys, let's go inside. Full on life in PNG. And I was thinking, you know what? Oh, yes. All right. My dad goes, all right, new start. Let's go. This is where we're going to move to Australia. And I was thinking, yes, great. You know, new house, new home. We packed our bags, crossed from PNG, came down to Australia, packed our clothes, our belongings, everything down in a container. But unfortunately, we also packed up the bags of our problems. We also packed up the bags of alcoholism, bitterness, anger. And the only thing that changed, man, was our address. And the only thing that changed was a new surrounding. And I'm sure mom and dad would look back and it's like, man, you know what? We made a good decision for our kids. It was amazing. It was a good time. But nothing had changed. Life still remained the same. Night after night, fight after fight. Mom would be crying. My dad would be yelling. I'm in the room, me and my brother, trying to console our younger siblings. My brother's now standing up. He's quite old at the time. Clenched fist, anger, rage, ready to knock out my dad. I remember just in my room thinking, man, this is not life. This shouldn't be life. You know, we shouldn't be living like this. The nightmare continued. My mom, unfortunately, goes off and, uh, you know, finds another man, has, gets pregnant with, a, uh, you know, someone else's baby, and my dad finds out. All of this is happening. And here, are, here we are, you know, growing up in high school, trying to live a normal life, trying to go to school, and, hey, how are you, bro? Yeah, good, 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 good. Go, yeah, not good. And trying to be popular in school, trying to do all the right thing, but deep inside, my heart was breaking. My heart was torn apart. 
I'm like trying to be the cool guy, and yet back at home, man, I'm messed up. I'm trying to put up a front, trying to be tough around the boys, man. I'm trying to, oh, at the parties, you know, trying to drink down my sorrows, trying to fill my life up so I can forget about what's happening at home. I wanted freedom so bad. I wanted freedom in my house. I wanted mom and dad to, you know, to get along with each other. Then there was the moment where my mom called the cops. Remember the morning they took my dad down the stairs, handcuffed him. My dad's crying going down the stairs. Carlos, he's talking to my brother. Carlos, take care of the kids. Take care of the kids. My brother's like crying, full and raging anger, you know. It shouldn't be life. I'm there, man. I'm weeping. I'm crying. Oh, man, I'm getting angry as well. My brother punches a wall, punches through the wall, you know. I remember that day so clearly. As my dad's taken off in the police, I look out on the balcony and see the cops take my dad out. Living a nightmare. I'm thinking, man, and here I am. I've got this smile on my face. Here I am trying to fill my life up with drinking alcohol. I try to go from relationship to relationship just to, you know what, try to escape this life. I was blaming God for everything. I'm like, God, what are you, where are you? You know, I'm trying to say, God, if you're there, what's going on? My life around me is a mess. And I remember one afternoon, my brother, after coming home from footy, someone stops him. A, a, a van full of kids and a, a man who went to church and his wife. They stopped him and they told him about Jesus. They told him that Jesus can give him a new life. Jesus can forgive him. And he came running home with this card. He came running home one afternoon. I was upstairs. He comes up, Bobby, Bobby. Oh, Bobby, someone told me about Jesus. This guy that goes to the potter, potter's house. Yeah, that's the potter's house church. He's like, oh, man, this, I've never heard it before. He told me about Jesus. He can forgive us. He can give us a new life. I was like, I actually swore at him. I was like, man, get lost. Look what God's done in our life. I, I didn't want anything to do with God. I was so hard, and I was like, you know what, man, where's God in all of this? And he's like, no, 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 I'm going to go. I'm going to go. He went to church. Man, this guy was known for the one that was drinking. He was the one that was known. He was actually quite suicidal. He was the one that, you know what, organized all the parties. And then all of a sudden, he's gone to church. And all the boys around say, oh, where's your brother? I was like, ah, he's just gone to church. He'll come back. He'll come back. No, no, no. He didn't come back a week. He didn't come back a month later. Where's your brother? He was in the nightclub. Where's your brother? Ah, oh, bro, hey, he's no longer going to come, man. He's a Christian. Oh, he is a Christian. But deep inside, I'm like, yeah, man, we all need, we all need to be changed, hey, you know. But we didn't, I didn't want it. And so, you know what, here it is. My brother goes to a conference. And I remember him coming home from Perth Conference, and he's got this massive smile on his face. He's, he's shining, and I'm thinking, whoa, my mom sees my brother come home from this conference. And he's like, you know, this is when we knew, man, this guy's the real deal. This guy's not coming back, man. This guy is going full on for Jesus. And I was like, in my heart, I was like, wow, man, I've never seen anyone like that ever be so changed radically changed and deep inside of my heart I wanted that but I was like you know what right then in my life I was actually moving on now I was like you know what I was involved in a relationship life was you know getting better and then all of a sudden I'm making a, a name for myself popularity all these things are filling my heart I'm just bitter I'm angry and this one night I wanted to audition for Australian Idol I wanted to become, you know, the next Australian idol. 
I remember singing in front of the TV, you know, watching all these other singers trying to make it. And I was like, I was so prideful, man. My pride got in the way. <laughs> I remember listening to these guys sing. I was like, man, these guys ain't got nothing. <laughs> I'm prideful, man. I was so, I'm telling you, I look back, I would smack that old Bobby, man. I was like, man, get over yourself. <laughs> no joke. I was like, man. And so here I am. I'm thinking, you know what? I'm going to live for myself. I'm going to make a name for myself. I'm going to make it big. I'm going to show everybody. <laughs> it's like, yes, that was me back then. Thank the Lord that he saved me. But you know what, uh, I'm, I'm there now. We're like, oh, let's go, audition. So I got a couple of guys, group of, you know, my friends. We started lining up. And uh, you don't, you don't want to audition on that day. So we lined up the very night because the line was absolutely packed. And so I got there at the night after a party. And I'm standing in line with all the mates, all the boys, all the girls. Oh, you know, you're going to make it, you're going to make it. And I'm just like, yes, yeah, sweet, sweet. And all of a sudden, this is full on what happened. God press pause in that moment. It was like no one was moving around. It was so weird. Everyone was still. And it was like I was looking around thinking, my goodness, I haven't even drunk anything because I want to, you know, go and show myself to these judges. And God spoke to me in that line. I felt the Holy Spirit spoke to me. It says, you know, Bobby, what profits a man if you gain the whole world and you lose your soul? I was like, wait a minute, what's going on? I was thinking, oh, my goodness, right now? I want to I want to I want to make a name for myself. And God interrupted me right there in the line and says, "You know what? What profits a man? What what, what if you do go well? What if you do go on and then after the end of it you lose your own soul and you go to hell?" That hit me like a ton of bricks. That spoke to me like, "You know what, man? I need to get my act in order. I didn't want to spend eternity in hell." And I said to the guys, I said to the girls, I said, "Guys, I need to go home and sort some stuff out." And there was a few other singers in line. They were going to audition as well. So I said, you know what? They tried to persuade me to stay. They tried to say, you know what? Hey, just do it. Go, go tomorrow. I said, no, no, I need to go. I went home. And this is where I began to cry out to God. Downstairs in the second story of my house, in my bedroom, is where I began to cry out. I said, God, I don't know if you know me, but I know you know my brother. I remember that prayer. I said, that change that you've done in him, I want that change. I begin to ask God to forgive me my sins. I begin to go ask God, you know what, forgive me of the, the wrong things that I've done. And I felt like God was just, I was standing under this air conditioning. You know what, this, I felt this light, my burdens have been lifted. This anger that was inside of me now turned to love. This compassion is just coming forth. I was just like, man, what's going on? Through tears, God was just moving on my heart, forgiving me of my sins. My brother comes home. He's like, oh, how was the Australian Idol? So I didn't go. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, man, I cried out to God. I said, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have no idea what's happened. He goes, oh, you know what, Bobby? We prayed for you. We prayed for you. And I want to tell you tonight, you know what? Your prayers have an impact. I want to tell you, you know what? You might be praying for your son. You might be praying for your daughter. You might be praying for your brother. You might be praying for your sister. Listen, God can interrupt them in their life just like he did with mine. And he can begin to pull upon their heart like no one else can do. You know, we can try and manipulate people. Hey, you got to come to church. Hey, but when God gets involved, he's powerful. And I remember just, just, just that very moment, my brother comes, gives me a hug, man. I'm with crying, my mom's crying, and we all go to church, and here we are, you know, and lifting our hands in worship. I responded to an altar call, decided to, you know, I'd be a disciple in that church in Strathpine. 
wasn't easy. Man, there's moments where I'll just go to, uh, you know, just, just backslide. There's times where I just went back into the world because the, the wrestle was real. I'm trying to live a Christian, but yet trying to detach myself from the world. This is in high school. I remember even in school after I got saved and it was like so difficult. You know, all the jokes, the, the, you know, the rude jokes, I, I wasn't even laughing anymore. I was like, what's going on? I stopped swearing now. I'm like, my goodness, God, what's going on? And just God was just changing me every day. After I come to service, God was changing me, changing me, changing me. Step by step, every, everything was happening. God was beginning to move upon my life. And after I gave my life to God, after I surrendered my life to Jesus, God restored my relationship with my mother. God restored my relationship with my dad. My brother and I went to my dad, just say, you know what, dad, we forgive you. Please forgive me. In tears, God, God was moving upon our hearts. You know what, a few years later, after be, being saved, you know what, this, this Asian young uh, lady, you know, lured me with some spring rolls. I married her, you know. <laughs> no, no, she didn't have any spring rolls on her. <laughs> she couldn't get away from me, man. <laughs> but I'm telling you, you know what, just, just deciding to just go, you know what, I don't want to live for the world anymore. I remember coming to church, I said, you know what, I don't want to even have a relationship anymore. I just want to know Jesus. I'm telling you, I'd, I'd say, you know what, no more distractions. Oh, you know what, I don't want to know any other girl. I'm, I'm going to give my life to God. And I'm telling you, it was that moment where I made a decision to live full on for Jesus because I was living full on for the world. I'm like, you know what, I'm going to go full on for God. And God began to change me. You know what, from school detention to Christ's redemption, man. Yeah, man, I, I failed in school. I failed everything. But when you come to church, you give your life to Christ, you surrender yourself, God begins to use you. He uses my gift now. I remember serving in the Strathpine Church as a worship leader. I remember God helping me, you know what, lead uh, the new converts classes. God was using me just even to be an usher in the church. And then God began to use both my wife and I just to this last couple of two years to even take a, a church, Pioneer Church in Kabulcha. Just a group of people in there and God began to bring in other people, people getting saved, people coming in. And we experienced one of the most amazing things in our lives, being a part of this journey, seeing lives change in Kabulcha. And then coming here, being a part of what God is doing in this church, Beanley, is an absolute privilege. And what an amazing journey where, you know what, he could take a, a young teenage, uh, you know, a messed up kid, filled with anger and rage, bitterness, couldn't even hold down a relationship, couldn't even hold down a job. But yet God begins to turn it around when we just begin to surrender. And I, man, I stand behind this pulpit, you know what, forever grateful, forever thankful. I'm humbled, I'm, I'm so humbled, literally, to even be here today. I know if I wasn't, it wasn't for God, I wouldn't be married. I know if it wasn't for God, I wouldn't be saved. But all things are possible to those who believe. Amen? Amen. Let's bow our heads tonight. I just want to encourage you tonight. You know, that's life in my shoes, what Jesus has done in my life. And you know what Jesus can do? anything with someone's life who decides to surrender the key right there is just surrender give your life to jesus you're here tonight you're not saved you know you're not right with god you know your sins are not forgiven let me ask you the question if you were to die tonight would you make heaven your home 
If you were to die in your sins right here, right this very moment, if you were to walk out these doors, where would you spend eternity? Is it heaven or is it hell? If Jesus was to come back, the Bible says Jesus is coming back for his church. Will you be ready for the rapture if Jesus was to come back tonight? Would you be ready if Jesus was to come back and you hear the trumpet sound? The Bible says just like a blink of an eye, we'll be up in the heavens meeting him in the clouds. Are you ready tonight? If that's you, if you know you're not right with God, you know you wouldn't make heaven your home, you be honest and say, yes, that's me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to surrender my life to God. If that's you, you be honest and say, yes, pray for me. I need Jesus. Lift your hand with mine and say, yes, pray for me. I want to be forgiven. I want my name written in the book of life. If that's you, you raise your hand and say, yes, pray for me. I need Jesus. You're backslidden in your heart. You know you're not right with God. Why don't you surrender?